guys, welcome back to Dystopian December. <laughs> uh, this podcast is named uh, Movie Geek. My name is Carissa Kerna. And uh, normally I do reviews on films and I come from the standpoint of just a regular person watching a film. I started this podcast because I would be told by critics to go watch a certain film and then I'd go watch it and I was bored out of my mind. And then I noticed that usually the movies that were not, you know, favorites of the critics were actually like really cool movies and other films that would win awards or would get Academy Awards, Oscars, whatever you want to call them. They usually sucked as movies. And then the greatest movies ever would just never get nominated as like Leonardo DiCaprio, (laughs) one of the greatest actors of all time. I think he only has one Oscar. He's had a lot of nominations, but only one Oscar. So Oscars are definitely rigged and they should be taken with a grain of salt as far as what are great films. And I would say we need to change that. We need to change that about the Academy. They need to be fired and hire new people because um, obviously they're not working for us. And so that's why this podcast was created. I wanted to do film reviews on films that the regular person would watch. And sometimes I will have other people on the podcast, not so much because I usually watch them when I'm at work, but um, I will eventually. (laughs) I I know my brother, he loves talking films. I don't know if I'll ever get my brother to actually be on this podcast, but my brother does absolutely love watching films. And usually I will talk to my brother about it as far as films I've watched, films he's watched. Um, And we usually that's what we talk about. Him and I like to watch the film in its entirety, not so much just the film itself, but we like to pay attention to what the directors chose, how it was edited, what actors decided to do, was the screenplay great? Those are usually all the things that me and my brother talk about, um, but I do hope that one day I will be able to get him on here. Uh, I know that I have other friends that I talk to about films as well, so maybe one day, maybe one day we'll have some conversations with other people. Um, But this month, because it's 2020 and we're on level 12 and we don't know what's going to happen, is there going to be 11.13 or, I don't know, is the world ending? We don't know. So I decided to do dystopian December and I'm just going to watch films with dystopian films. Uh, I haven't, I I, I know I did like three so far. Um, And I know we're on like day seven of the month or what day nine of the month. However, I've been really like stuck on catching up on The Walking Dead. Um, I am one of the first fans of the show. I started watching it when it literally the night it premiered. Um, I was married, so it's been so long uh, since this film has this or this TV show has been airing because I had just gotten married when it first aired. So that's crazy. I've been divorced for eight years now. So wow. (laughs) Um, I literally had just gotten married and I was pregnant with our first son. And I remember the opening of this whole, this whole series, the opening, uh, pilot. And I was watching it with my then husband and my parents and my sister and she was single what wow crazy so yeah really long time has been and I remember thinking in my mind as I was pregnant like why would I want to bring a kid into the world 
if that's the ending, like that has to be stressful to have a baby when the world is filled with walking zombies. I don't, you know, so I'm really sad to hear that it's coming to an end. Um, I liked watching The Walking Dead because it was nothing like the the comics, uh, which kept you on your toes. I think when you're a reader, you go into things wanting to see if it's like the film or if it's like the book. You know, you just kind of, you, you always kind of compare. It's so, um, the comics were not like, it didn't play out the same way as the TV show, which was, was kind of cool to see, but also devastating at some points. Like, when Negan kills Glenn. I know, all of us are so mad about that. <laughs> um, I actually I actually stopped watching the show when that happened, uh, to be honest. Once Negan killed, I had to watch Glenn die like that. I just stopped watching it. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. I was like, people keep dying and I can't handle this. So I actually skipped over, <laughs> I skipped over a, a few seasons. So I just watched nine. I didn't watch all the seasons. Yeah, I just, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch it anymore. So then I picked up somewhere in the middle of, I didn't even watch all of nine. I watched like four episodes of nine, kind of picked the ones I felt like I needed to watch to kind of, you could usually tell by the episode um, titles of kind of what you're going to know, you're going to have to know. So I did skip over some. And then I just started 10. I think I'm on episode 8 right now. So do not spoil it for me. However, I felt like it was important for me to watch. I didn't watch Carl's death. Sorry, guys. I couldn't handle that. So I, if they ever kill Daryl, I will be devastated. At this point, I don't care if Carol dies, but if Daryl dies, oh, this is gonna be so sad. I I like his relationship with Lydia and I just, I hope they find her and I hope that, you know, she she gets to live in her glory. Cause I know in the comics she, was, she marries Carl or she didn't marry him, but she's like with Carl. Um, and she's kind of like the, the rebel that kind of starts this revolutionary war. And I, I like Lydia as a character, so. Um, she doesn't I know that she was like had a love interest with Henry and he dies that's so sad too but I feel like I wasn't really invested into that character so it didn't really bother me that much um like any of those characters I was actually kind of happy Tara died but you know for me personally I will be sad if Daryl dies um I so I, I'm looking forward to finishing 10 and, and seeing what Walking Dead has for us in February. Um, it's February 28th. Ironically, my ex-husband's birthday. Bro-sh. I should probably watch it with him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to catch up on watching The Walking Dead. So I haven't, I've been kind of slacking on watching dystopian films. So the one I watched today um, was one of my faves, Hayden Christensen. Uh, he is dabbling in some uh, film. I think he's really, I think he, I think my age group, my age group loves Hayden Christensen. We, he had some great films. Hayden has done, uh, he has a really beautiful 
uh, diversity in his acting. And, you know, he's done some interest. He has a he has a lot of different types of he's done very, very dramatic, serious films that just catch you at your throat and you're you feel like you're you're just gonna fall apart at that moment or he has just very uh action-filled films he doesn't he has like he's a really good actor i'm gonna give him that so in his younger years obviously in the early 2000s we had him in um a few of uh, a lot of people know him for um but the life is like what what is the name of it? Life as a house, shattered glass. Those are my two personal favorites. He obviously he was in Star Wars. Um he got he has uh one where he met his wife, Jumper. I don't know if he met his wife there, but he's in that one with her. Or his ex-wife, Jumper. Um he did a wake. Oh my god, that movie is a trip. And then uh he was in Virgin Territory. Uh, he did 90 Minutes in Heaven, uh, Factory Girl, The Virgin Suicides. Um, apparently, he was in I Love You, New York, I Love You. I'm going to have to watch that to kind of see who he is in that film. Um, and then he was in Quantum Quest, uh, Trapped in the Purple Haze like I said he has a oh my god it's like he has such he has a long career I think he started he started young though he was a child when he first started to do he was acting so yeah he has done quite a bit of films and the one I'm going to do today it's called um, The Last Man and I think it was originally just called The Last Man, but because of that show, they had to add On the Face of the Earth. Um, I only saw one review, and I've got to say, I don't really like that reviewer too much. He He's pretty harsh, but then the films he does like is just dumb. So I don't know. I haven't really agreed with this specific reviewer so far. So Hayden, if you're listening, don't take him serious, okay? Sorry about it. Um... Yeah, I would say that this is true. Why I do this this uh, podcast is completely true. I'm looking at the ratings right now. So the film is, is called The Last Man on the Face of the Earth. It's rated R. It uh, was released in 2018. It's considered a sci-fi drama. Um, it was... The director is Rodrigo H. of and Lionsgate Home Entertainment. The movie stars Hayden Christensen, Harvey Cattell, Liz Solari, Justin Kelly, and Raphael uh, Spregbird. So the idea of the film is it's a veteran who is suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and takes the advice of a street prophet who lives near his home. Uh, whose store is near his home and starts preparing for the end of days. So I have some notes. (laughs) Um, The concept of this film is being a survivalist. You are a person who survives or you are a person who succumbs to the death of this world. And 
he's kind of drawn in by this prophet because he ends up buying something. He buys a mask from this this um, prophet, and it ends up he tries to test it out, and it doesn't work. So he. I think the character already has a sense that the world is coming to an end because he's already doing things that he he's aware that there's something different about what's happening. And so he turns on some gas, wears the mask, and he's doing push-ups. He's kind of trying to see, can he breathe through this mask, you know? And he ends up not being able to do that. So he turns off the the um he turns off of the turns the gas off and sees that the birds die. You see the d- birds had died in the cage. Um, I I really like thought that was interesting um, because culture like agriculturally um, and pretty much every disaster film that you've noticed the birds kind of tell you what's happening. Um, you see a flock of birds just kind of flying in a general direction something's coming from that direction they're flying from you know so you kind of already know that or if there's no birds at all they just it's not it's not a it's not it's not a a biodome of that these animals can survive in and so um typically birds need the same things humans need quality air good soil for us good soil to plant for them good soil to eat from and um those are usually the two things that we need as and good water you know so you also notice that in the beginning of the film there's like this group of kids i say kids you probably say young adults they're kids they act up they they're childish they take advantage of the system and now that's what they're doing they are the bullies i guess the the group there's enough of them to intimidate people around them and they each have guns apparently guns are so easy to have which i find that very interesting i feel like in today's society we are not accessible to guns as much as people want to say that we are but we don't have random people walking around with guns most people who have carry license don't carry they usually keep them at home and it's for their own protection but what happens it we've noticed in dystopian films is that once the world ends that idea of oh we're so afraid of people who have guns now everybody has them they're accessible and now people carry them and that's how their way of life is so maybe we should kind of ease up on that law of like accusing people because guns are not as accessible anymore and people who usually have a license to carry them don't carry them so just a mental thought for you uh they're so back to the film these kids are disruptive they're they're punks and they end up having a problem with this quote-unquote prophet and that's kind of when Hayden Christensen is having more of an interaction with him because he's returning that mask and then the guy starts kind of prepping him and telling him you know hey you have the characteristics you will survive I want to teach you how to survive in this world that is now happening um one thing that I noticed while watching this film, there was always radios at the background. Radios, not so much TVs, but just radios. And it gave me like 1984 vibes <laughs> um, because the radios are basically programming people to believe that 
this is just a tragedy. Oh, it's just a tragedy that all these people died from all this water pollution. It's not necessarily anything the government's doing. I'm just letting you know it's a tragedy. And it kind of reminds me of like today with like the coronavirus. We're being fed all these lies about how a tragedy it is, but no one's really taking ownership of how it actually entered our our like communities or why people are dying. You know, they just keep saying oh, it's just a tragedy. Look at all these numbers. They're not really talking about the people who survived. They're just talking about the people who died. And I feel like that's something worth paying attention to. So, he keeps seeing, obviously with his postpartum, his, his PTSD, he has, um, he's, he, he's dealing with that. So he sees a, a friend of his that served in the military with him. And he always also mentions how many days he wakes up. So, the, he ends up deciding that he has to create a bunker for himself. And so, in order to do that, he has to use money, which it's just so funny because there's a few mentions about money. There's a shortage of it, but at the same time, like, there's really no need for it because if you trade what you have, you pretty much... It's the idea of decolonization. Like you, you could trade your goods for other goods, and the value of money is just not, not as important. But at the same time, we're still conditioned to believe that that's what we need to survive. So, the people who usually have nothing are the ones that want all the money. They have no valuable things to like. They don't have a skill, so they can't really trade what they have. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, you keep hearing over and over what kind of supplies he's supposed to have, what kind of things he should gather. And then, of course, the fact that not needing money is kind of becoming a thing. Um, but at the same time, you still have to have a job, I guess, because he has to pay for these things that he's trying to collect because he ran out of goods to trade. So then he gets a job. And it's so weird because when he's in that job, it it's like, I don't even know, really. It's a, it's a security system, but it has office spaces. And all these people work in these office desks. And yet the computers are from like 1980s. So it's pretty funny about that, too. And the preacher's name is Noe. And... People don't understand what's coming, so they just keep going about their lives. And that's kind of what you kind of see in this film. Um, Hayden Christensen is the one that's narrating the film, and that's what he says. And he says he was 19 when he came back. So the other thing he says is the army takes kids uh, and trains them and puts a gun in their hands and tells them where to shoot. But this is different. And this is based off the fear that people are basically telling you what to believe. And so the film itself, the concept of it is that there was an outbreak, there was a sickness that turned into a war, and now this is the world. But at the same time, we have, we've destroyed our world, and now we have economic and, um, our our system is falling apart basically like we our economics are falling apart because our our biodome is based is falling apart so um 
he ends up getting into trouble with some work and he ends up falling in love with you know there's a hint of love story that's kind of unnecessary but he gets in trouble with his boss and then he gets thrown into this quote-unquote mental health with actually gets you to believe that what is what we just watched was actually just his imagination but then you find out that on the other side of that is actually the it's operated by that boss so I felt like there was some really good points throughout this film you know I'm not going to tell you the rest of it except I feel like you should watch it it's a it's not like a I personally would give the the give the film a seven out of ten um IMDB gave it a 3.7 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 25% um but Google users that's people who have a Google account who watch a film and they either say they liked it or they didn't like it so Google users 70% said it was a go they liked it um so that's why I say I'd give it a 7 out of 10 it it's if you're just watching a movie on a Saturday afternoon and you want to just watch something, this is that movie. Would I say this is the greatest film that was ever created? No. Would I say this movie is going to turn your heart into a million pieces and you're just going to be like shocked by the truth that it puts in your face? No. <laughs> but I definitely think that it does give you some good... Um, nuggets to think about he says certain things that you kind of see it makes a good dystopian film as far as there's a hero there's bad guys the world is falling apart and there's someone who wants to rise above the situation uh there at one point he a good quote that's kind of said through it is we all just want to survive and we do until we don't and the reality is that you could take what's happening in the world and just continue living your life and pretend like it's not happening or you could fight back the first group of people I'm sure they'll survive then eventually they'll come to a point where they don't but the rest of the world the rest of the people who want to fight back they'll end up being the ones that change the way this world is and you kind of have to decide are those people good or bad and I think that I'm enjoying these dystopian films not because I feel like the world is ending tomorrow but I definitely see things that are happening in our world that need to change and I think when you watch them, you kind of realize those are just the beginning. Those moments are just the beginning. And with, I don't know, I have a hard time believing that a flu just kind of appeared and now people are dying from it just at random. There is definitely something going on in our government. We need to change that and we need to change how things are happening. I remember we didn't hear anything about a coin shortage and then all of a sudden we woke up one day and there was no more money there was no more change so it's something as simple as conditioning us with tv and radio and social media they tell us something's good when it's not and they tell us something's bad when it is good so i think 
Instead of trying to blame everybody to be conspiracy theorists, I think it's time to just hear what they have to say. It's time to hear what these people are saying. I think our, our elections were proof of that. There were so many people like, it is, it is rigged. It is rigged. This is what's happening. It is rigged. And then there was another group of people who were like, no, just let it win. But it's so funny because the same exact people that said, no, it's right. Just let it win. They were the same people that didn't believe that Donald Trump won in 2016. And we're constantly yelling, it's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. And maybe it is. Maybe it's rigged for both parties. Maybe it's rigged because they're deciding who's going to be our president. And we do not. And that's a problem. That is a problem. Our constitution was written by people, common people, our preamble, we the people. So I guess it's time for us to start fighting back. It's time for us to start changing the way we see things. I'm not saying the world's ending tomorrow and I definitely think these dystopian films are just fuck fiction and we have fun with them. But we're definitely seeing things in our own personal life that we do need to change. Why are so many people dying in hospitals? What are they not, what supplies are they not giving our hospitals? Why are, why is our, why was our election rigged? Why, what are they doing with that? You know, why is, why is it, why are we having a coin shortage when the entire world is quarantined? I don't know, just some questions to ask. And I hope that you guys find them. I hope that you guys wake yourself up. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this dystopian film, The Last Man on Earth. It's the last man on the face of the earth. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.